Hello, friends. Welcome to the 15th episode of the Schoolyard Podcast, brought to you by School Specialty. I'm your host, Nancy Chung, a fun-loving teacher and content creator, also known as Fancy Nancy and Fifth on social media, and I'm thrilled that you're here. A special shout-out to School Specialty, who offers essential educational supplies and complete learning environment solutions to help you transform more than classrooms. School Specialty is excited to introduce Schoolyard Connect, a new site where educators can go to find helpful resources, including blogs, webinars, case studies, sample lesson plans, and more. Go to the site that's made for educators like you, schoolspecialty.com forward slash schoolyard hyphen connect. This is the Schoolyard Podcast, a podcast by educators for educators where the magic of learning unfolds. Career and technical education, also known as CTE, isn't just about textbooks and lectures. It's the secret sauce for turning passions into lifelong learners. CTE is the roller coaster ride of education, propelling students into the heart of exciting trades and industries. It's not about memorizing facts, it's about mastering skills that make you the go to expert. Picture classrooms as bustling workshops, where creativity and curiosity fuel a journey of discovery. CTE isn't just a stepping stone to a job, it's a launch pad to a career. So buckle up and get ready for an episode that will take you on an educational joyride that transforms students into trailblazers of tomorrow, as we talk to Henry Crockett. Henry Crockett is the co-founder and president of the Crockett Foundation, a South Florida-based nonprofit organization that serves the youth through educational programs with the mission to help build character, develop leaders, and improve the community one child at a time. A Florida State University graduate, he also played in the NFL for seven years, notably starting in Super Bowl 33 with the Atlanta Falcons. The Crockett Foundation believes that kids deserve every opportunity to explore, engage, and experience the changing world around them. Using programs focused around coding and science technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics, also known as STEAM, the Crockett Foundation supports kids as they prepare for the jobs of the future. Welcome to the schoolyard, Henry. Well, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Before we begin, I, I just want to say I was introduced to you as a big teddy bear. <laughs> so I'm looking at you, I'm like, oh. He does look like a very friendly teddy bear. Would you tell us a little bit about yourself and the Henry Crockett Foundation? Yeah, so um, born and raised in Pompano Beach. Um, Went to um, high school at Ely High School. Um, 1992, got a scholarship to uh, Florida State University, where I spent four and a half years there. And I got drafted in 1997 to Atlanta Falcons in the fourth round. And I remember getting drafted there, and I was like, oh, my God. I only lost three games in five years at Florida State, and I go to a team that's lost 15 games last oh. year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and only won, like, they're going to one in 15. So, and I just made my mind up that, you know, okay, we're going to turn we're gonna turn this thing around. So, I, you know, it was great to be able to win the last six games in our, my rookie year mm-hmm. and then transfer out into the next year when we won 14, won 14 games, 14 and two, made it to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we lost to uh, – 
Denver Broncos, John Elway's last game. But, you know, it was just an exciting feat, you know, to jumpstart your really career my first two years. I thought I'd be in the Super Bowl every year. Never made it back, but I, it, was, it, was an, it was an amazing ride. Uh, but throughout that process, I had a lot of people that helped me along the way, and um, and I wanted to pay them back by paying it forward. And that's how the Cracker Foundation was, was started. It actually started in Atlanta in 1997. It was called the Team 94. Mm-hmm. Once I retired, you know, um, I decided I wanted to go into it full, full time. So we, 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 I brought it back home to where it all started. And I just want to pay it forward because a lot of it was I had a lot of mentors in in, in the neighborhood I lived in. Mm-hmm. And what I found that was pretty interesting throughout that process was it wasn't so much about um reading and math and tutoring. It was more about getting me to live outside my community. Mm-hmm. And and I thought that was the really biggest difference maker between me and my high school um friends, mm-hmm. that I was I was exposed to so many different things from my mentors and getting me to do all these things that some of the kids would call horny or oh, that's not cool. And one thing I realized when you, when you start to be exposed to different careers, um, it, it, you start to create a separation, right? Mm-hmm. And the things that you think about your conversations start to change and things that you're interested in starts to change. And it's what it does. It starts to push you farther and farther away from your friends that you grew up in, the ones that have been exposed. Mm-hmm. So I knew at that point, you know, you know, I wanted to go back and kind of model my life, the experiences I had. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what if I can go into these middle school kids, kids at a middle school level? Because that's that, that's that area where no one wants to deal with middle school. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're coming into coming into that, you know, space where they're starting to feel themselves and they can articulate how they feel mm-hmm. and they think they're grown. And, you know, but I was always had a great relationship for my football camps. Mm-hmm. So I figured if I can get in that area, I can make that transition for them as they go into the high school, now to catapult them into who they want to be and what they want to do mm-hmm. the rest of their life. And I want to take a little bit of football approach because kids that play football, that want to go to college, play football, mm-hmm. they're so laser focused. Everything is everything they do is built around playing football and getting the scholarship. Like they go to the different combines, they go to different camps, their workouts, everything is geared towards that. So what if we take that same approach about trying to get kids to identify who they want to be? And we expose them to as many careers as possible, right? Mm-hmm. And and I thought it was awesome because that was my life, right? So I just started exposing them. anything that they didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. I put it on the list for them to do. Wow! To, get, uh-huh. to make them uncomfortable, start getting them to think outside the box, and that's how the Cracker Foundation was born. It was born sheer off of me just paying it forward from the mentors that poured into my life. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, you know, creating different opportunities, exposing different careers that they probably wouldn't ever be would have never known about right uh-huh. and, and let's see what sticks so yeah wow um I teach at a k-8 school so I see I'm around yeah. a lot of middle schoolers <laughs> and you mentioned that you have a 12 year old almost a 13 year old son yeah. right yeah so I mean I know they're trying different identities out every day right. but they are so impressionable so moldable mm-hmm. so the yeah. fact that you're catching them at that vital stage in their life I think mm-hmm. that's amazing and that's now, could cool. you tell us yeah yeah <laughs> Could you tell us a little bit about some of the programs that are available uh, to the kids in the Crockett Foundation? So we have our first program is like, a, it's called a youth force program. And that's really about like child development. You know, you you work with them a little bit of math and find, you, you, you math and science, you include the arts into it, you know. Now you're really trying to get them to explore, right? Mm-hmm. And 
But me, I kind of put a twist on it. So I start introducing them to careers. And, you know, and I do it by bringing in individuals that look like them and mm-hmm. and let them speak and tell their stories. And mm-hmm. so what happens is you start to find kids and start, like, they might be interested in that. I never heard of that, but you know what? Especially with my girls, like, you know, man, she did it, I can do it, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to do that. I don't know what it is, but once they start to research, they start looking to it. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing now, we're starting to plant seeds in these kids' mm-hmm. heads and about all the different careers. If you if you can start thinking, getting them at an early age, starting to think about who I am, what I want to do, what I want to be, now you're starting to create a trajectory that's far outside their neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now what's, what started happening, they started research. how do I get there? Mm-hmm. And that's where the fun part starts, because they start asking questions, they're curious. Right. And once you get a kid curious, I mean, the world opens up. Right. And that's what we're really trying to do. We're trying to spark that interest in the kids mm-hmm. in the youth force. Then we go to our um, CIA. It's called uh, coding program. Mm-hmm. It's called coding and academics. Mm-hmm. Well, we mix a little bit of coding with the academics. We find kids that are like, you know, they're, they're pretty bright, but they haven't quite yet figured out. Like, you know, I know I can be good with my hands and I'm not, I really don't talk to many, I'm not, I don't really talk to that many kids. I'm kind of in my own lane. Mm-hmm. So we try to do with we try to get those kids and we try to get them to color outside the box, find that creativity that they have deep down inside because they have it. And they're pretty innovative. And um, so with those, you know, so it's a little bit of academic folks because those kids are like higher achievers. So they really into their books, but we try to ease in the coding because it's just another skill that they can utilize, you know, for the future. Right. And then we have the um, Crockett Explorers. Mm-hmm. And this is all about creativity and innovative. And, you know, you know, these are geeks, you know what I mean? Like we all <laughs> talk about, we, we have programs for kids that are doing bad in school or, you know, you know, the mom's arrested, the kid don't know where the next meal coming from. But no one has programs for those kids that maybe have the same situation at home, but they're making a conscious effort to come to school. Mm-hmm. They're really smart. They're really into computers. Like these are these innovative creative kids that mm-hmm. just need to be put on the platform. It's no place for them to go. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to create an atmosphere and a place for them to go and geek out. You know, we always mm-hmm. say geek out and, yeah. and, and have, them have a safe space. Uh-huh. And those kids are really, like, they are um, unbelievable. Wow. Uh, they are our big thought leaders that you know this world is lucky to have. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to foster all that talent and just trying to push it out into the world and let them be as creative and innovative as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, that whatever they lay down and think about, and they can create. They can create. And then now we just went into high school. It's called like Crockett Scholars School. We have all these programs to the middle school mm-hmm. kids, mm-hmm. and then there's no real warm handoff to high school. So all our kids that go to high school, they're like, well, Mr. Crockett, wish we had a program. What now? Yeah. Uh So now we went into high school and we started building innovation centers, like Mm -hmm. centralized to the high schools and middle schools where the kids can walk to. Wow. Uh And that's where school specialty comes in. Like, you know, I remember being Sue Ann um, at this, Uh uh, they brought, my superintendent Broward County brought school specialty down. They partnered with them to do this $800,000 project at Stranahan High School. Wow. And on uh-huh. Chipped in 25. They everybody chipped in for these media makers and stuff they was doing. They, they did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. And I just remember sitting next to Suanna at that time. She had just 
started with she was talking about how she switched careers and all these mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and she had all these big goals ideas and she what about you so I started telling her what I do I said you know we're into coding and I just tell about my big audacious goals one day I want to open an innovation lab I want to do all these things I'm looking for a location uh-huh. right now you know? so she said so whenever you guys find it we'll outfit it wow so uh-huh. that's, how, that's how we met and Wow. Uh, I reached back out to her and yeah. Jeremy helped me in. Well, Suan has been on our uh, podcast twice, and I just yeah. got to witness one of the art room transformations right. in Houston recently, and that yeah. was amazing. So I could only amazing. imagine how exciting the Innovation Lab was. Yeah, so it's amazing. And, you know, she made it happen, and we're so uh-huh. excited. And we're on our second one now. Like, so now uh-huh. we're opening more and more Innovation Lab. And it just just the luck of whim. I was standing next to Swin and able just mm-hmm. to tell my story and talk about these crazy goals that I had and to be able to be standing next to the person that can make it happen. Which, yeah. you know, uh-huh. How often does that happen, right? Right. I mean, it's <laughs> meant to be. As you're telling me this story, I'm right. getting like chills up and down my arms. Telling you, man. So exciting. I remember, uh-huh. I remember going back home telling my wife, you won't believe this, you know what I mean? Wow, like, yeah. I'm so pumped, you know, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, the fact that you can give back to these kids, like, I just, I love that. And, you know, as you were talking about all these careers and all these um, jobs that these kids don't know about, I mean, constantly, I mean, think about now, there are all these jobs that didn't even exist when I was younger, or even 10 years ago, right? And so the fact that you're introducing, exposing these kids to the possibilities, and you're bringing people that are in the field already, and I like how you said, um, like people that look like them, right? So kids see, kids are seeing the representation of themselves, like how they could be in the future. That's awesome. Now, I love, yeah, I love the focus on STEM. I know I, some people say STEM, but I love the art component and adding it, you know, making it STEAM. And I used to coach robotics and we're always like, always trying to recruit more girls because we need more girls in STEAM too. Yeah. yeah you know, it's an it's a area that less than 3% Mm-hmm. Whether no matter what you call it, you're, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you're, you're a minority. Mm-hmm. So we have to try to get our girls excited about, you know, coding, and you know, mm-hmm. we're trying to, you know, create jobs that haven't been created yet. You know, what I mean, right. exactly, it's exactly. Gonna, it's gonna come from these great ideas that you guys come up with. Uh huh. So, you know, we're always trying to challenge them and push the envelope and. and Right. And that's what the innovation that's all about. Like some great idea is gonna come out of here, right? Yeah. It's to spark the creativity. Uh-huh. And and I love how you keep on putting the the word creativity into this too, because you know, coding, people are thinking it's just like sitting in front of the computer, just programming and just doing all of the very like, you know, like the science and math only type of thing. But we early, in one of our early episodes, we had an episode on esports. And I thought it was all about just video games, but I didn't think about um, like video game law I didn't think about like all the the creative like the artistic aspect of like the video game design there's so many different jobs that can come from that so in, yeah. right yeah that is over I think it's over like 60 different careers you can go into in esports part of our innovation lab we have esports departments to work there too with the kids uh, coming there. Uh-huh. and a lot of times like especially with our parents we have to really explain it to them because they think the kid is playing video games all day right 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 you're just gonna actually uh, earn college degrees now. It's a it's a sport now. You can get a oh sport. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And 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 I always try to tell the kids now, even when I coding, like you know, if you can learn this skill, like there's no job, there's no business that you can't work in. Like mm-hmm. 
it always going to be the colder. Mm -hmm. I see you go to McDonald's. Don't look at McDonald's as a fast food restaurant. Look at it as a tech company. You know, look at somebody creates all those screens. Like now mm -hmm. you go like there's no one waiting on you at the counter. You got to go on the screen to punch everything in. Right. Somebody has to create that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. and, and then even the esports is so many different, like the shout casting, the person that's doing the announcing. I mean, mm -hmm. they go into a career of, you know, sports casting or, you know, broadcasting, all these different kind of things. So, Mm -hmm. So many good, cool things can come out of it, the behind the scenes, because the biggest thing I try and tell our kids is we want to be creators and not consumers. Like, mm -hmm. how to get to the point where we're creating and not consuming, because right now we, we spend a lot of money on the game, we go buy things, but, you know, somebody mm -hmm. can make it, why not you? Right. Exactly. So that's the biggest thing that we push with the kids, you mm -hmm. know, channel that creativity and, you know, have a certain amount of discipline mm -hmm. and, and once you and once you develop the skill now we got to practice good habits mm -hmm. and really focus on the kids creating good habits you know and doing what you got to do so you can do what you want to do all right. these cool things and you know and so far folks so far the kids are really taken to it mm -hmm. so excited about it. we love it and so not only just coming up with like what they want to do, but you're actually giving them guidance right. and showing them what the steps are. Like you need to do this and then you need to do this and, you know, giving them all the support. Um, yeah, right. Now, thinking back to the early days of developing the Crockett Foundation, can, do you have any, can you share, I'm sure you have lots and lots of stories. Can you share any heartwarming moments uh, that encapsulates like the essence of the impact that uh, your program has on the students or the community? We know, um, you know, a lot in, in the areas that we work in, we work in a lot of areas that's underserved and you get a chance to see these kids. And, and a lot of times you spend so much time when you get to know them and you don't really know like the background, but if you mm -hmm. pay attention and you spend time, you start to pick up on certain things. And I remember this one little big kid, man, he's a little, you know, really big kid, I think Gerald Mincy. And, and I will see someone pick him up every day, Mm -hmm. I asked our teacher, Ms. Robinson, why is he always leaving early? And and they were like, well, he's, you know, he's, he's in the foster care, you know. Mm -hmm. His grandma, the grandmother's trying to get him and all these things, so they would pick him up. So, like, we found a way to work with the system to allow Ms. Robinson to be a legal guardian, my principal, uh, uh, teacher. Oh, step wow. Legal mm -hmm. guardian for him so she could stay with the grandparents because, you know, the, grand, the grandma was older, older, and they was weary that, you know, she would, she wouldn't have the, the assistance. Mm -hmm. So the mom got on her feet and, you know, so all those things worked out and he, and he went, he wanted to play football. He got him into a nice little private school. He ended up like, wasn't that, you know, it was, it was a project, but he was a big kid. Mm -hmm. Two years, he won the best, three years, he won the best lineman in all the country. He ended up um, getting a scholarship at the University of Florida. He's at the you know, University of Tennessee now starting. Oh, mm -hmm. and he's going mean, to get drafted in a couple of years, you know, maybe this year oh. coming. Next year. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where it's like to see these kids, like to work with them and see their dreams come true. Mm -hmm. And not only those, they're just one of many. Then you have some that, you know, the kids, you know, they come so far and, you know, they go through a lot of things at home and to get them the idea of going to college and then they they don't know how they're going to pay for college and for us to be able yeah. to come up with resources and find partners to help them mm -hmm. go to college and you know and, and and actually get away from home and 
doing things they never thought they'd be able to do. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of those great stories. But then you see the kids that come back, the mm-hmm. intern, like they're able to tell their story and how, how the program oh. benefits them. Uh-huh. And, you know, and and it's pretty cool to sit back and listen to them because a lot of times they was like, man, I didn't know you guys going to make it, you know, and, and, and them to tell that story, like, and to tell that if you just stick with it, mm-hmm. if you trust what they say mm-hmm. and trust what they're trying to do, a lot of times you agree with it, but it's all for your good. And to hear them tell those stories, those always are mm-hmm. one, you know, and then to hear parents, some of the parents come back and mm-hmm. they talk about, especially in the coding and mm-hmm. The, the parents talk about how like the kid came out of his shell because we were speaking a language that he could speak, you know? Right, a lot right. Of kids, these kids, they're in their shell because other kids are good athletes, they play sports, they're not the cool kid. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in that arena where they're coding and esports and shoutcasting and doing all these cool things, like, they're pretty cool in that They're way. the experts, yeah, yeah, yeah. So to see them... You know, evolve in that sense and come out of the shell. Now they can stand in front of anyone and talk. You know, mm-hmm. and they can talk to the cool kids and not feel inferior because you know what you you got your thing over there. We got our thing over here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What they're passionate about. Right. Okay, so I I heard about an alumni event that you had recently and something yeah. about like a full ride to something. Would you, would you tell us about yeah. that? So you know, I started thinking about kids because now ever since we. You know, we started the program. No one wanted to deal with middle school kids. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's flocking to the middle school. Uh-huh. And no one wanted to deal with the high schools. And it was like, well, you know, they got too much going on. They, they thought about shutting down the high school program. So I was like, we really have to reimagine how we work with high school kids. So they do have stuff going on. They got cars. They got girlfriend, boyfriends. Mm-hmm. They, they got a life. Yeah. They don't have to be here, God, right? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. So I just started thinking about what do these kids really need? So I started looking at these kids and I said, you know, the big, what are their biggest fear? I started with that. Because I always try to take this approach where you, you zoom in and you zoom out. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times when you zoom in on a kid, you, you might find things that you don't want to deal with. And a lot of people don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when you're trying to start a program, you got to zoom in first and figure out like, what are the real needs? Mm-hmm. And the first thing that came out, man, they're like, man, how, why would I even think about going to college? I don't pay for college. I don't have no money to pay for college. My mom ain't got no money to pay for college. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was the biggest threat, right? Mm-hmm. But what if I can t- take that threat away? And mm-hmm. would you want to go to college? Of course. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't? Wow. Uh-huh. So I worked really hard. I found a really good organization called the Madden Lisa Allen Foundation. And, and I'm really good friends with Madden Lisa, family friends. And, you know, he just said he was willing to, he believed in us and he wanted to, you know, to really uh, invest in education. And he chose us. And um, it was a blessing to be able to have the seed money. So we took that seed money. And when it met with Florida Prepaid, Florida Prepaid said, it said they were matched. Mm-hmm. And from there, just it was easier to go talk to the United Ways to say, hey, listen, we got this program going on and we're going to be utilizing all these tools of mental health and mm-hmm. um, we're going to make this, making these kids employable into the, into like college tours and um, job tours. And we're going to make sure that they're qualified to go to college. They got the right amount of community service hours. Mm-hmm. And so we just built everything around the student, you know what I mean? The things that they consider threats, like, you know, how do I pay? We do give them a full ride, but then we have this thing now here called Bright Futures and, you know, 
mm-hmm. where if you score a certain amount, you have all these different criteria, you get free money for schooling. And oh, all depends on how you score is how much you get 75% of your scholarship or 25% of uh, 100. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, like the kids in unserved communities, they don't know about those things. So we mm-hmm. built the program around knowing about this, knowing about filling out the FAFSA, knowing how many volunteer hours you need to qualify for this money that's being mm-hmm. untapped. Less than 7% of the kids in underserved communities are taking advantage of this money that was built for them. Mm-hmm. And the ones that are taking advantage of are the ones that's coming from families where, you know, really don't need it, but the money is there. Mm-hmm. And their parents are doctors, attorneys, and they can understand the process. Yeah. A lot of times kids, or parents don't speak the language, and, you know, or they just don't know. They just don't know, yeah. We build around that. But then the other thing we want to include exposure. You know, so much goes on in your state. We want to spend every two months, we want to spend a day or two in that part of the state. You learn about it. You know, mm-hmm. learn about what's going on in your own backyard. And, you know, from that point, make sure the SATs, ACT, their letters, they have the volunteer hours. And with the volunteer hours, they have, to, as a group, have to come up with their project. Mm-hmm that they're going to give back to the community because mm-hmm. I always say a lot of times you, you receive so much where's the give back like mm-hmm. you know when when, when you, you take so much you got to give back as well you know so you know we've been fortunate enough to instill that in those, those kids and from that from that standpoint now we start talking about career readiness now you know we we partner with different organizations to give kids internships paid internships so now we're touching on it on all systems, the educational part, you know, the workforce, exposure, and community. You know, when you pull all those things together, you got Crockett Scholars. So, so we we, we partnered with the principals. We had the principals hand select each kid. This is this is this is not a program that you can ap- apply for. Uh, it's, uh-huh. it's based off what have you done for me lately? Well, <laughs> uh-huh. Pay attention to you. Yeah. Uh huh. You say you're my choice, the principal choice. You're gonna be a part mm-hmm. of this program. Okay. And so we inducted them. Mm-hmm. You know, induction. They, they, we put we coded them. We had a coding. We coded them that you know you go to medical school. They get the coding process. Uh huh. Uh-huh. We had the coding process for them. Wow. See, they jackets and officially was that first day. Uh huh. It's our first our first cohort of kids. You know, so uh-huh. we're excited about the venture they're about to go on. And the impact that they're going to make, not only in their community, but in this, this world as well. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. I bet you love seeing these like ear to ear smiles and like the, mm-hmm. the light bulbs that light up. And I mean, listen, some of the kids thought it was fake. They like, they didn't really, <laughs> they didn't think it was real. Like, you really going to yeah. pay for our college? If yeah. you do, if you meet all the measurements and you do all the things you're supposed to do, uh huh. At no cost. That's amazing. Like, like, they just couldn't believe it. Yeah. So I said to the kids, I'm excited about the journey you're about to go on. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people in this room that don't know you guys that want to see you win. Mm-hmm. Willing mm-hmm. to invest in you. Yeah. When someone is willing to invest in you, and when you're chosen, you have mm-hmm. to stand up. Like you have to show up. You have to stand. Up. You have to answer the bell. Mm-hmm. And we got. We found 39 kids that's willing to answer the bell. So wow. Now, is there any part of this program that you wish you had when you were young, when you were a kid? You know, it's fun, right? <laughs> a lot of it is based on one of my good friends, Whistling John. Dr. Whistling John. Mm-hmm. I remember talk, I was having a conversation with her, and 
and this helps spark how we move with this project scholars because the thing that she made evident to me so when I was coming out of high school I had over 100 colleges trying to recruit me so wow uh -huh. the process that I went through like I never applied to go to school mm -hmm. I had schools knocking down my door Mm -hmm. And I remember talking to women and Winston's like one of my tight friends. We've been friends since sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And she's a principal in Atlanta, Georgia. And she remember saying, Henry, listen, you know, man, I just tell you how I got to college, you know. And she was like, she went to this Delta event with, with one of her friends and mm -hmm. they offered her a scholarship to Alabama State. Well, uh-huh. You know, so I always wonder how you got to Alabama State. You know, her and I, my, her, my our other friend, Catherine Burgess, who grew up in my same neighborhood, they were really good friends. They both went there. She said, Henry, man, you know, my mom never took me to college. I caught a, I caught a ride to college with my friend. Mm -hmm. Wesley used to work at Little Caesars. She had a job transferred up to, to Alabama State. Mm -hmm. She had a job transferred. She got a job at, at Little Caesars. And she worked. She went to school. And her mom never had an opportunity to really come see her until she graduated. You know what I mean? So wow. it's one of the things like, and she made me realize it's more Winston Johns in this world than Henry Crockett's, right? Of course, yeah. So I started thinking like, wow, like how many kids? Because she's um of Haitian descent, first generation. Mm -hmm. Mom don't speak the language. So she's yeah. the interpreter, like, you know. So I'm yeah. thinking to myself, like, how many Whistling Johns do I have mm -hmm. in our program? Because mm -hmm. we have a lot of Haitian kids in our program where the, the kids are the ones doing all the communicating. Yeah. And how many of those kids in high school that when they go out to college, their mom can't go to college, that they're going up there, they're working, they're doing all these things. And I start and no one knows how to apply for school. Mm -hmm. So how do we make sure that the Winston Johns of the world have a fair shake, right? Yeah. Or the, 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 the playing field is level for, you know, who is now a Dr. Winston John. Like she did mm -hmm. it on her own. She figured it out. But now she has the blueprint how to do it. Like, how do mm -hmm. we take her story, mm -hmm. which I'm sure over over 75% of our kids have the same story. Like, how do we impart that in? So it's not so much about Henry Crockett. It's more about mm -hmm. the Dr. Wilson Johns of the world. How do we get them to become Dr. Wilson John or Dr. Mm -hmm. Sons, right? Mm -hmm. Not the blueprint. So let's work with them. Let's, let's take away these barriers. Let's, let's have college tours where the parents can go on these college tours with them. So at least they'll know where their baby's going to school at. You know what I mean? I mm -hmm. might not, you know, be able to go if they want for this program, but at least now you can have, she can, that, that parent can have a conversation with their daughter or son and say, you know, I felt more and more safe with you at this school instead of that school. Like mm -hmm. they can be part mm -hmm. of the process. How do we bring them into this process? So, um, that's how it was all started, man. And that's why I'm so passionate about it because, you know, you know, it's so many kids in this program that deserve a shot. It's so many kids in the program that mm -hmm. don't have a clue how they're going to get there. Yeah. But if we can use Dr. Winston John's story and say, okay, you know, this is how she did it. And if she did, you can too, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, yeah. and let's just lay it out for them. And all the barriers that's in front of them, we just knock them down. School is going to be paid for it. You're going to have mm -hmm. the right amount of quality hours to make sure you take advantage of the bright futures. You're going to make sure that you sign up for the SAT, ACT, and you mm -hmm. make sure your letter, your, your, your essay that you got to write, it's going to be on point. Mm -hmm. you know, that you fill out the FAFSA correctly. 
that you yeah. would have somebody to work with your mom or your dad to, to be able to speak to them in their language so they understand what they're what they're doing. Mm-hmm. All these things are what you know a lot of these families deal with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's not just all about the school is the easy part. It's these other challenges where you know, a lot of these kids are first generation college students. Yeah, yeah. The fact that these alumni and people who have been in, you know, been part of your program are coming back to intern and coming back to give back to, you know, the the organization that they were part of, that they benefited from. That's amazing. And people like you and all of your uh, donor friends who are helping these uh, students. I don't know. I'm I'm very inspired. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I get so excited. I'm saying, that's why it's so easy for my feet hit the ground every day. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. And I walk in and I see these kids and I'm just excited by the opportunity that's in front of them. Like, yeah. And, yeah. and cause I really believe I just want, when they lay their head down at night and they have these big audacious dreams that mm-hmm. they really can attain them. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to be a cliche, like we dream big. No, I really want, when they lay down and dream, I want them to really believe that they can attain that goal. Mm-hmm. I think they have an opportunity. So yeah. And it just takes someone just doing the lead work and loving the playing field, willing to go to bat for them. Right. I bet we could surely use a Henry Crockett Foundation like all through the nation, like bring it all across. Well, Henry, we have a segment on our podcast called Tag Your It, where our listeners write in with a question that our guest answers. Um, And I love this question. I feel like this is perfect for you. Um, The question comes from Dave H. And the question is, if you can say one thing to your younger self, maybe at the age of students you work with or at any age, what is something that you would tell yourself? Challenge everything. Be curious. Quest, question everything. Like, okay. Do you have anyone who like inspired you? Do you have a role model or someone who really inspired you to be the person that you are today? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, my mom. Oh. My mom was just this interesting, but she was tough. She raised three boys by herself, so she was always tough, but like she found a way. Like I uh-huh. never, I always say, man, my mom worked two jobs, and she, I never heard this lady complain. Oh, and wow! So a lot of times when I would get tired and I get frustrated, and I would feel like you know, you know, you know, I, I would just hate doing what I'm doing. And I say, you know, you know what? My mom never complained, so do it like I love it. Wow! Mm-hmm. And then through her, I learned that was true discipline. True discipline was just doing what you hate, but doing it like you love it. Mm. And it inspired me to do that. Like, so I would always take that approach, like things that like, you know, I really dislike or, you know, probably was good for me, but then I didn't believe that it was good for me. Mm -hmm. I would, you know, not want to do it, you know? Well, Henry, thank you so much for being such an amazing guest on the Schoolyard Podcast. And thank you so much for all the amazing works that you're doing with these young kids. Thank you so much. I had a great time. Time show flies by with having fun, right? (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Schoolyard Podcast. Remember to pack your curiosity and meet us back in the schoolyard for our next episode. Tag, you're it. Now it's your turn to write in with a question, which we will answer here on the Schoolyard Podcast for our segment called Tag, You're It. Tag us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, or Twitter at School Specialty and hashtag Schoolyard 
tag your it with a question that you want answered. One question will be selected per episode to be answered by our featured guest and myself. If your question is chosen to be answered on the podcast, we'll send you a very special Schoolyard Podcast t-shirt. Class dismissed.